You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we're very excited to have a special guest preaching for us for our revival services. Now let's prepare our hearts as our special guest brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Well, I feel so comfortable. I don't know how long I stand and preach here. It's cold out here. My wife coming this way said, the meeting is outside. And I said, I don't know. And we, when we got in the property, this is surrounded with discover. And I said, hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> okay. You know, Philippines, I can't stand with the heat weather, but not cold, you know. But it's a blessing that uh, I can be a part of your revival this year. And uh, what an honor, a privilege. When your pastor asked me, I figured out that I'll be down south, but I have no choice but to submit to my boss. I have to come back this way again and going that way again next week. But and it's a privilege and honor, church, for having me this year and with a dear friend here also. I know you have already good time this morning. And I just asked the Lord what would be a kind of message that I have to bring to you this morning, I mean today, and also my church back home in the Philippines praying for this revival. You know, folks, there will be no revival without prayer. I strongly believe that with all of my heart. So I just pray that the Lord will grant our desire this week. Amen. Turn your Bible this, uh, the, this time in the book of Acts. How long is it going to be, preacher? He, he told me that I'll be only preaching 30 minutes. Maybe as the Lord leads, okay? What am I supposed to say? No. Okay. So you cannot say no to the Holy Ghost. Amen. But anyhow, I just want to be a blessing. Acts chapter 2. The passage that I'm about to read before you is the passage that uh, giving us the instruction, the practical instruction of the first revival that took place in the first church. I'm sick and tired of revival all over the country, but I guess the what I need, and I hope God will grant this, uh, this to, to, uh, today, is a kind of revival that God set before us in this book. We can have a yearly thing. We can have a weekly thing or, you know, quarterly thing. But I'm sick and tired of that. What I want is real one. What I want is biblical, scriptural, godly, biblical revival. Where is that preacher? The question should be, after this revival, then what? Because I found out in the book, in this first revival, in this first church, after revival, I'm telling you, the church made an impact. Every Christian 
We're not the same. Amen? Amen. What, what are you talking about, preacher? Let's read this verse here. Chapter 2 and in verse 41. And 42. The Bible says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Look and jump on verse 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. And did it their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Verse 47, praising God, having fever with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Why did God got this power? Why did they have this experience in their Christian life? Because of that first revival that took place in the church. Let us pray. Father, I pray today. God help me. I need your power. I need your liberty. You know my heart's desire for this week. I pray, oh God, that speak to everyone and me your word would change us. And revive us today. And this I ask in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I just want to remind you a little bit here. That Jesus Christ came to this world. Not just be the savior of the world. But he came to start the church. And founded the church. Somebody said that this time is the day. Where the church was born. I don't believe that. Because before this thing took place. The church was already organized. And I praise God. That after I got saved. God put me in the church. That Jesus Christ founded. And I praise the Lord. I'm happy to tell you publicly. That the church that he founded no other than but a Baptist church. The founder is Jesus Christ. The first members of the first church were the twelve apostles baptized by John the Baptist. Praise God for that position. Praise God for that doctrine. After Jesus Christ organized the church, when he was about to go back to the Father, he was giving an instruction to this church. He said, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. He listened, without the promise of the Holy Ghost. You wait for the power of the Holy Ghost. You wait for the Holy Ghost. Because that is the secret of the ministry. That is the secret of the church. Praise the Lord, lo and behold. That promise was fulfilled. The Holy Ghost came down. I'm telling you, church, when they got the Holy Ghost, Apostle Peter preached, just one preaching, 3,000 souls got saved. Amen. You know what I'm trying to tell you? 
there will be no revival without the power of the Holy Ghost in our ministry. That's what we need. We don't need good attendance. We don't need good buildings. We just need the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So right here, my friend, preacher, what is revival? I believe that revival is God at work restoring his church to health. If the church is not healthy, if the church is handicapped, if the church is sickly, hey church, we need revival. Amen. Amen. We need the power of God. We need the Holy Ghost, my friend. Charles Finney, the greatest revivalist of the time, he said, revival is the renewal of the first love of Christians resulting the weakening and conversions of sinners to God. There will be no revival, my friend, if we will not get out under the power of the Holy Ghost to reach out the world. What do you mean, preacher? Reason why God wants the church remain as healthy because once the church is healthy, the church will do more. Amen. Amen. We can do more if the church is healthy and the church is revived. Now, the first revival, my friend, and I would say this is the first revival. The question is, why? What made the difference in our time? Wendy has this revival. What and why? Made the difference. Number one is very clear, my friend. In chapter 1 and in verse 6 and verse 8 to 9, first of all, they had a fresh experience with Jesus. That's the reason why this first century Christianity and the apostles were so on fire with God. And they, are, they, they got the power of God. Because not only they got the power and the Holy Ghost of God. My friend, as you look back their experience. Still they could see that the prophecy was fulfilled. How Jesus Christ will be crucified. Still so fresh in their mind. To see the empty tomb. Still fresh in their hearts. To see the miracles of Jesus. That's the reason why they had this revival. Because they had such experience with Jesus. Church, let us go back to that fresh experience with Jesus. Amen. You know when we lose that in our Christian life, I have a good news for you. Everything you got coming to church and going to church and do all this ministry is just a religious stuff. I need fresh. Amen. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the power of God. I need real one. I'm sick and tired of being religious thing. I'm born and raised as Catholic boy. I'm born and raised in that Catholic thing. 
Praise God. When I got Jesus, when I got the Bible, when I got the Holy Ghost, my friend, everything is real as can be. And it's exciting, my friend, when you have a fresh experience with God, with Jesus in your daily walk, fresh experience with God in what you are doing, fresh experience with God every time you read the Bible, fresh experience with God when you pray. It's exciting if you just renew your fresh experience with Jesus. Amen? Amen. That's what we need. That's the kind of Christianity that we need. The only thing that can do that is the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? That's why they got this power, my friend. Now in chapter uh, 2 and in verse 3, it's very clear, my friend. Now in chapter 2 and in verse 2, the Bible says, uh, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven rushing a mighty wind. And filled with the house where they were. Now in verse 3. And they appeared unto them cloven tongues. Like us of fire. Like us of fire. They had a fresh experience with Christ. They were on fire for Christ. Amen. Amen. Listen folks. I beg you today. You'll never get on fire for Christ outside from the power of the Holy Ghost. You'll never be a good Christian outside from the power of the Holy Ghost. Fellowship Baptist Church cannot be a kind of church that God wanted this to be unless the church as a body willing to submit under the power of the leadership of the Holy Ghost. That's what we need in our ministry. That's what we need in our, in our churches, in our leadership, in our Christian life. Not only that, in verse 42, the Bible says, and I like this one, verse 41, and they, they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls, Praise God, verse 42. And they continued steadfast in apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. They were on fire for Christ. They had a fresh experience with Christ. And they had found true fellowship in Christ. That's what we need, friend. A true fellowship in Christ. That's what we got. That's why this 3,000 souls that got saved in verse 45. Look at that. They sold their everything. Hello, amen? amen. They sold their everything. And follow Jesus. You know what's going to happen? If you're just willing to be used of God under the leadership and the conviction of the Holy Ghost, listen to me. Self has no room in your life. If you just allow the Holy Ghost and Jesus to, 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 to take control of our life and, and give Jesus the chance to take control of our life, I'm telling you one thing. Self is, would be out of the way. You know what hinders this, uh, you know, the power of God and revival? Because too much of self. 
Yes, I believe in revival. But only a few practice revival. Why? We cannot get away from ourselves. We are not willing to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of revival. Amen? That's a question. That's the reason why America do not have revival. That's the reason why Christianity in America is dying. It's because only few truly believe revival. Because if you want an old-fashioned revival, old-fashioned Christianity, friend, listen, you must be willing to take self out of the way. Are we willing? Are we really serious about revival? Are we really willing to sacrifice for the sake of revival? Are we really willing? Are we really mean business of, 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 of having the breath of God and the power of God and the anointing of God and have the passion of God? You'll never have all these things unless self is out of the way. God help us. They're all convicted of that. Amen? They're all convicted of that. That's the biggest struggle in our daily walk with God. That's why we do not enjoy the power and the freedom and the liberty of the Holy Ghost. Because if you're not careful, my friend, we thought sometimes that we serve God, but in reality, we serve ourselves. God help us. Amen. This is what we need, my friend. So what you're trying to tell us, brother? No, no. What I'm trying to tell you this morning, this time is the fact that for us to have revival, I just want to point out this, this time to you that we need the power of the Holy Ghost. If you study the book of Acts, in chapter 3, you got 3,000. In chapter 4, they got 5,000. In chapter 6, my friend, they got multitudes of souls. In chapter 7, multitudes of souls, of souls added to the church. Chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, I'm telling you, chapter 10, they had this persecution. The Roman government trying to stop them because they are making an impact. To their, to their community. They are making an impact to the, in, in, in their people. Why? What is the secret? Simple. They got the power of the Holy Ghost. They got the Holy Ghost. Now, this same Holy Ghost that work in this first church and this church that I'm about to tell you that patterned the same church from the mother church, the church in Jerusalem. What is that preacher? Open your Bible. Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. What is that preacher? I'm excited to tell you here, my friend, that when we just follow through revival, I mean, I would say this, and trying to understand the whole thing here, in the Old Testament time, revival is, is normal. It's not a big thing. 
In the New Testament is the life of the church. You hear me? It's the life of Christians. I'm in on fire for God. It's normal. It's normal. And in this standard, it's just normal. Look, the same church. What happened here in chapter uh, 11 and verse 19? Now, what is that? Now, verse uh, 19. Now, they were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenix, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to the none, but to the Jews only. Verse 20. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, look at that, speak unto Grecian, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of hard time, in the midst of these things, when you got the Holy Ghost, when you got the power of God, my soul, you cannot no one can stop you preaching Jesus. Wherever they go, they preach Jesus. Amen? They preach Jesus. Next verse. Because in the midst of this person, I mean the time, those people there, those Christians there, just uh, witness how the blood of Stephen was being uh, slaughtered and, and killed for the, in the name of Christ. And these poor Christians here were scattered abroad. But praise God, because they got the Holy Ghost, wherever they go, they preach Jesus. They preach people about Jesus. Next verse. Verse 20. And the hand of the Lord was with them. That's what I want in my ministry. That's what I want in my life. That's what I want in my family. I need the hand of God. Every Christian, everyone who is here right now, who is serious about God, listen to me. Don't go home today without the hand of God. You need the hand of God, my friend. We need the hand of God. What we're doing here, we need the hand of God. By the way, you, are, you can only have the hand of God if you're willing to pay the price of revival. You only have the hand of God if you're willing, my friend, to be slaughtered for the cost of Christ. That's why our Christianity nowadays is so lousy. Too far from the New Testament Christianity. Your Christianity in America is becoming like just a culture and religion. Because only few would be willing to be slaughtered and sacrificed for the cause of Christ. You may not like that, but still it's in the book though. Amen? Amen. It's right there. That's why, that's why the church of Antioch, they got the power of God. They got the Holy Ghost. 
They got the hand of God as a result of revival in the church of Jerusalem. This same Holy Ghost that empowered this church and the members were willing to submit to the power of the Holy Ghost. Now what happened to their ministry? That's why I said after revival then what? They got the hand of the Lord and a great number believe and turn unto the Lord. Amen. That's why we need our church remain healthy. Amen. That's why we need our church remain uh, spiritual and under the leadership of the Holy Ghost because people outside of us, they are still waiting for fellowship, Baptist church, for them to hear the gospel. Amen. That's what happened right there, my friend. Great number believed because they follow the Holy Ghost. They were willing to submit and pay the price of true revival in the time. So my friend, can you imagine this church of Antioch? Well, of course, this is the first church that was started in gentle world. Praise God, this church was born out of persecution. So I would say that this church is a spiritual church because this church remained as faithful preaching the gospel in spite of persecution. What kind of church is that? It's a spiritual church. God's desire for the church is to remain spiritual. The church is you who are members of the church. I hope that's your desire. I hope that's your craving. Lord, help me to remain spiritual. Help me, Lord, to remain as a kind of Christian you want us to pay. Look, verse 21, the hand of the Lord was with him, and great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Praise God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you got the Holy Ghost, when you submit to the power of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will just use you as individual, as family, as a church to evangelize the world and the unsaved people will get saved because it is God, it is the Holy Ghost that will get the job done. So they got that evangelism. They got that soul winning. What happened in verse 22? I like that. Then tidings of great things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. The church of Jerusalem heard that great number of people got saved and baptized and added to the church in Antioch. The church of Jerusalem, my, they are doing the same thing. Might they got the Holy Ghost. Might they have the same experience when we had here, when Peter preached and 3,000 souls got saved. 5,000 souls got saved. Might they got the same power. What I am telling you today, fellowship, Baptist church in your revival meeting, that's what we need, the power of the Holy Ghost. God gave us this desire. Amen? Amen. 
you can have this yearly and weekly thing. But it's totally different thing if you're hungry for revival. It's totally different thing. When you come to the point of your life and say, I'm sick and tired of this life. I want the power of God. I'm sick and tired of what I'm doing in the name of the Lord. I'm sick and tired of what I'm doing in my church. I need revival. Amen. I need him. Good tidings came as far as in the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. When the church of Jerusalem heard what's going on, the church prayed. The church were fasting and praying. And the Holy Ghost this, uh, lead the church of Jerusalem and said, Hey, uh, Barnabas, you've got to go. Barnabas, go and teach these new converts, these baby churches in Antioch. I mean, it's amazing how God really blessed them. Many got saved and there are many new converts that need to be disciples. Look in the next verse. What happened to this verse? And they sent forth Barnabas that should go as far as Antioch now. Verse 23. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God and was glad. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. When Barnabas came, wow. Wow. You got the hand of God. You got the power of God. Oh, church, I challenge you. Jackson City needs to see who is the God that you serve in this church. The world needs to see our God, the grace of God, the power of God, and the hands of God. Oh, I hope you'll take the challenge, fellowship up to church. Preacher, thank you for that message. I want to be a kind of church that the people would recognize that we got the hands of God and the grace of God in our church and in our ministry. Amen. Amen. What an awesome blessing. When people stop by and say, my soul. You're serving the living God. My soul, you God, is performing miracles and wonders in this place. You are doing wonderful things. You know what? When you got the power of God, God can rebuke the devil in the midst. Amen? He can do that. When you got the power of God, my friend, listen to me. Your life would never be the same. Will never be the same. As I close this message, it's very clear. Barnabas cannot contain the teaching no more. Because the new believers, the new converts, were so hungry and thirsty. And Barnabas talked to the church of Antioch and he said, What are we gonna do? I cannot teach them no more. I mean, there's so many are so hungry with the word of God. 
and Barnabas and the church of Antioch decided to send Barnabas to find Apostle Paul to come and help him to teach. Next verse. Look at this next verse. And then in verse 25, and departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Paul. Verse 20, and when he found him, he brought unto him unto Antioch, and it, and it came to pass in the whole year, they assembled themselves with the church. Praise the Lord. Amen. Apostle Paul doing, teaching the new converts. Listen to me now, as I close here. The same church, so the first one, as individual members, let us behave ourselves as Christians, to see to it that what we're doing for God is all under the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Number two, as I close, as a church, as a corporate church, I'll give you the example for the church to experience real revival. Acts 13. Acts 13, as I close the message. What is that preacher? In Acts chapter 13, Verse 2, as I close the message, for you to see what I'm trying to establish here. The church were fasting, okay? They continued to minister. Now look what they were doing. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas, and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. What you're trying to tell us, preacher? What I'm trying to tell you, church, is the fact that if all of us this a time as a church would just be willing to submit in the leadership of the power of the Holy Ghost as a body, I'm telling you, you have revival. Amen? Individual can be possible. But we are talking now church-wide revival. The whole church were praying and fasting. While they were praying and fasting, the Holy Ghost said to the church, what is that preacher? Oh, that is biblical revival. That is a New Testament teaching and practical practice, my friend, to have revival. So, preacher, that can be possible. It's up to you. Amen? But as individual, Lord, I offended you many times. I have a hard time getting out myself away I'm not willing to submit to you as individual as a church are you sensitive are you hungry for the power of God to manifest in your church my friend as I close here as I close I, I, I will close you know why they had revival the Church of Jerusalem, those 3,000 that got saved, they continued steadfastly in apostles' doctrine and teaching. And the Church of Antioch, listen to me, 
Barnabas was sent, Apostle Paul was sent to teach. What is that preacher? Listen to me. There will be no individual revival. There will be no church-wide revival without first a hungry of the Word of God. Impossible. Because the Holy Ghost will not work outside in the power, outside in the Word of God. Amen? Yeah. Preacher, then what? Let us search our heart. How many hours you spend reading the Word of God? Do you, do you, still do you have that appetite and desire to learn new things about the Word of God? There will be no conviction of the Holy Ghost. Without digging in the word of God, our soul. Amen? So church, I just pray that this week, that would be our desire. I pray that this week, Lord, I'm sorry. I offended you many times in my Christian life. I'm not following the Holy Ghost. Lord, forgive me. I'm reading my Bible, but you know it. No more life. No more excitement. No more new things that you reveal to me every time I open that book. No wonder you're like that. If you just get back to this very basic thing, you can have revival this week. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I thank you. I praise you, Lord. For the opportunity for me to just share the word of God. Share my heart and share what you told me to pray, Father, for the invitation time. I know that this is the most important and the most crucial time in our life this week. Unless we have the desire of the Word of God and sensitivity of the Holy Ghost, we'll never have revival. Blessed invitation time now. And this I ask in Jesus' name I pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.